This is Nigel Nigerson, and you're listening to Metal Nerdery. Please follow them on the social media. Uh, they are now on Twitter at Metal Nerdery. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Metal Nerdery Podcast. And search for them out in the Googles at metalnerdery.com slash podcast. This is Obvious Osborne. That guy's British. Isn't it obvious? Welcome back to the Metal Nerdery. There's two of us today, the Bill and the Matt. The Adam is on assignment. On Metal Nerdery assignment. <laughs> metal secret, top secret secret Metal Nerdery assignment assignment. He's, he's part of the, I think Millie's doing some benefit work for the, the 2020 uh, coronavirus outbreak. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it, I think his tour's going really well. He's like moved up from the, you know, from like the salad bar Red Lobster. He's doing... He's doing actual like bars now. He's moved up from yeah, yeah. So Millie's very good. Shout out to Millie. Kudos, commitments, and condiments. And condiments. We miss you and stop by whenever you like. I was wondering what Napoleon thought about this whole virus thing here. I caught you a delicious bath. Okay, so uh, in or- in short, it's not really a big issue. That's what we're saying. <laughs> it's what we're saying. Anyway, welcome back to the military. We have. Uh, we had some funness today. So today we're going to talk about, I have to lead with this because it just, it's funny to me. I read something earlier that this band was touted as being potentially the next Nirvana. And I'm like, you know, what? To, to, to quote the beginning of a black country woman, <laughs> not even, <laughs> not even, <laughs> but, uh, that band will be helmet and that album would be meantime. Such a good one. Fuck me. I kind of felt it almost had like a, like when it came out, something about the vibe of it, it reminded me of like if Black Sabbath started in 1992. Because they had kind of the jazz thing, and then they had the heavy thing. The vocal was kind of in that same range, kind of like with Ozzy. Right. And they just kind of had that Sabbath, that album specifically, meantime, is that Sabbath kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Because none of the other ones have it. Well, I don't know. Aftertaste has a good Sabbath. It's good, but there's something about the the just the darkness of this one. It's just got that sort of yeah that feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it screams it. I mean, it's just that's what made it so amazing. Because when it came out, we were all worried that oh great, you know, grunge is taking over everything. But this was like fuck yeah, metal's got balls again. Yeah, it's weird the whole Nirvana thing because as soon as it starts out with in the meantime it's absolutely not your pop yeah it is not <laughs> not your pop that uh, ain't your that ain't your mama's Nirvana you know what I'm saying grunge or anything you no, know far far from it and the whole album's like that it's like there's nothing really on it it's more groove and it's more like kind of like Sabbath with a little more groove to it and even more dissonance in a way because like you know Paige Hamilton being a you know jazz guitarist yeah He's got that background, but it's like he uses dissonance in a great way with everything Helmet does. I remember when I first heard it. I'm, I'm sure it was uh, unsung that I first heard, but you know all those stops. They're tight just, too, man. And and ever since then, that's like that's been one of my favorite things about you know any kind of band that would 
come out, I guess, it's generally speaking, I guess, after that fact. Just to have that groove factor. The, the groove and the stops where there's silence and it's, or it's silence, but it's just drums and, you know, the guitar oh, yeah. with the super choppy. Oh, yeah. Well, they were super Love tight that, about man. that, too. And that it's funny because that was sort of, you got to figure 92, that was the year of Vulgar Display of Power. And it was like that was that whole groove and metal factor. And Helmet, they had their way, you know. It's like they were still doing groove shit, but it was like it was their style. Right. But that's what made it cool because it was totally different. Totally. Totally different. But, yeah, um, it was recorded from December 91 to Feb 92. It will be 1991 and 1992, in case y'all are like, we're not in the future. <laughs> it was released June 23rd, 92. I remember when I bought that long box, one of those CDs with the long, useless album box, and you had to open the box to get the CD out of. Oh, yeah. yeah. Back in the, way back in the day when the earth cooled. Uh, recorded at Fun City, New York Studios, um, except for In the Meantime, which was actually recorded at Chicago Recording Company. Chicago. Chicago, close one. You're out. You're out of here. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, the credits. I didn't realize this. Self-produced, produced by Helmet. Yeah. Interesting. I guess. I guess Paige had a some background on production. And Steve Albini, Albini. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Steve. I'm sorry if I'm not. He recorded or produced in the meantime. But uh, what was interesting, I was reading about this. Apparently, he did that one. They did that one first, and I guess somebody else kind of recorded, engineered the rest of them, so it sounds subtly different. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, some of the bands that Steve was in was uh, Big Black, Rape Man, and Shellac. I knew about Shellac, but somehow if you read those three together, that just sounds kind of <laughs> Big Black, Rape Man, Shellac. Okay, what is that? Anyway, but yeah, well, he's pushing. Uh, so they're in the same age range. So Steve Albini's almost 60. I think Paige will be 60 this year. That's crazy, man. Yeah. What? Yes. Googleize him. What? Yeah. 60. 60? Hush your mouth. Look, I turned over 60 this year. Sorry, this is Geoff Tate. Happy birthday to myself. See, even Geoff's getting old. Old as fuck. Yeah, let us clarify that, uh, you know, usually here at Metal Nerd, we try and do uh, the first albums of the bands first. We jumped to this one. We know that uh, Strap It On is the first one. Or is it Strap It In? Or s- Strap It On. Strap On. Okay, Strap, strap on. on is the first album. Strap On, the Strap It On is the first album. But anyway, we're starting with Me Time. Yeah, 1960, so May. Wow. It'll be 60. It's crazy. So I think Geoff Tate's actually over 60. But see, now 60 doesn't seem so young, does it? <laughs> uh, sure used to be. Yeah, man. All right. Anyway, that was odd. Odd. Sod. Sod. Odd or sod? Yes. Sod or odd. Uh, Wharton Tears did the engineering uh, for everything except for In the Meantime. And in the metal space, he's also worked with White Zombie and Quicksand. I think there's several other ones. Anyway, those are the mentionables in metal. But now one of the big mentions that deserves some importantes, importance is... Uh, Andy Wallace. Andy Wallace has done a shitload in the metal community. Like, crazy list. All heavy hitters, all names you've heard. Slayer, Run DMC. I know that's not really metal, but you know what? They're on Def Jam, just like Slayer. So whatever. Yeah, he worked with Rick Rubin on Walk This Way. Some Sepultura. Allison Chains. Rollins Band. 
Misfits. The system of a down. The biscuit. The biscuit. The biscuit. Dream Theater. Nice. Perfect Circle. Chevelle. Disturbed. We give him Rush. mighty kudos and commitments. For real. Yeah, so that dude, so it's like, you know, because there was a bidding war for Helmet after, you know, Strap It On came out, you know, from the major labels. And so I guess right out of the gate, it's like, okay, cool. We're going to get the best of the best. Let's call him. Let's call in Andy Wallace. All right. And call him they did. Yes. Uh, let's see. Steve Sisko was the assistant mixing engineer. And of course, it was mastered by none other than. Howie Weinberg. Howie. Howie's a genius. That's what they say. Howie has done, if you guys get a chance, go check out Howie Weinberg's list of work. It is nothing short of fucking amazing. Seven Grammys. Wow. It's impressive. And the mastering, I guess, if if those of you that don't know, that kind of sort of sets the levels of the album and makes it all clean and perfect and metalized. Yeah, he sent in a bunch of stuff. Van Halen, Rodenstein, Metallica, Aerosmith. Some license <laughs> to ill. Oh, wait. You, you got to say what, what Dimebag said. We gotta oh, go yeah. back and say what Dimebag Daryl had to say about Alan Weinberg. We'll see if I can nail it. We'll see if I can do it. This is my Dimebag impression. It's probably going to suck, but I'm going to try it. When you get to mastering, you got to find the magic mix. It works once it goes through all the compression and EQ and... We work with Howie Weinberg, and he's a fantabulous motherfucker. <laughs> it's a pretty close time. Yeah. I'll have to work on that. So if it got the dime seal approval, you know that Howie's the master. Legit. He's a ninja. He is a ninja. The metal ninja? He's probably a metal ninja. I like it. Ninjas are kind of metal. They dress in black. I guess they walk around with weapons on their belts. That they have, like, throwing stars and shit like that. <laughs> we <We're> stars! <laughs> <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Sorry, wrong one. Uh, the lineup. Paige Hamilton, vocals and the lead guitar. Paige, Mr. Jazz Hamilton. Uh, Peter, I'm going to say it's either Minjetti or Minjeed. Rhythm guitar, he later went on. I think he did quick saying. I know he did. Uh, handsome. He's a badass. Uh, Henry Bogdan on bass and John Stanier or Stanier on drums. And we shall get into the tracks at the moment. They had some, uh, we had some stats down here. Uh, peaked at 68 on Billboard's Top 200. Pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, for sure. For major label debut and yeah. a genre that was still yet to be anything figured out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's really impressive. Number one on the Top Heat Seekers chart. What the? I've never heard of that chart. It's by ACDC. I've heard of that album. <laughs> but, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just didn't, he, I didn't know what Heat Seekers was, but whatever that was, it was impressive, I guess. Yeah. And it's the only Helmet album to go gold in the U.S., which is 500,000 copies, I believe, which is still pretty impressive. I thought it's done more than that. No? Well, that's gold in the U.S. It's probably oh, yeah. worldwide. I'm sure it's gone platinum, but I think they figure it by region. Make some dicks that way. Uh, oh, pardon me. I'm trying to do that off mic. Bless. Bless. All right. June 23rd, 92 was the release date. I remember when it came out, just the heaviness of it. The darkness, because it had kind of a darker vibe than some of the other stuff before. If you think about, like, think about metal at that time, because you had kind of the bleed out of thrash from, like, the late 80s and the early 90s. And, of course, this sort of started with that next wave. 
because they had all the groove factor and kind of that Sabbath influence, but it was like... It always seemed like more of a lighter side of hardcore, you know? More so than metal to you? Yeah. Like, it wasn't... I could see that. It didn't really seem, quote-unquote, metal. Well, some of the riffs, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it was was definitely... Like, it just didn't seem like the same as, as all the other stuff that was coming out, you know? Yeah. It wasn't thrash for sure. It had its it own vibe to yeah. it. But it's just something about that album, just in particular, it's just got that magic. Oh, yeah. It's like you can feel like you're in the room. But shall we get into the tracks? We shall. Let us. If you can hear the difference between In the Meantime and the other songs on the podcast. But when you get a chance, listen to them on your own. The production might be a little different. Sounded like this. New. saying this, but it's just got that almost suicide paneling and shag carpet thing in a way. <laughs> it does, man. I mean, the helmet to me was like Black Sabbath of the 90s. It was like, okay, it's kind of got that sensibility I to it. I think you said that about uh, COC, maybe? Yeah, but there, I have, but there's something about this album specifically. Yeah. No other helmet album sounds like Meantime. Right, yeah. But Meantime has that energy, that Sabbath energy. Yeah. COC is definitely the Sabbath of the 90s, but I'm saying this album just has that and, and when I say it, I know you know what I'm talking about because you're like, I understand. Yeah, yeah. But there's no other album in Helmet's catalog that has the same feel as Meantime. Yeah. It just doesn't. But I like it a lot. Me too. Quite a lot. 
Moving on to track number two. A little different. He's a cool tight riff. Perfect. It's like the way he built for us. Very tired, man. stuff is so different you know they, they didn't have your standard structure of song no. like like everybody else right they didn't have the it wasn't your 4-4 four, four, yeah it wasn't then, your typical all right, now it's time for your but they never did like crazy whatever like and nuts time signatures but they still did kind of off the beaten path sort of this is different yeah but that's what made them so cool because it was like you know I think, in a way, in my perception about Helmet Change, when I found out that Paige Hamilton was like a like a you know a trained musician, yeah, yeah, because yeah. then it was like a new level of respect. You know, it was like holy shit, this dude went to you know he went to school, you know, to do jazz stuff, and he's playing metal. It's like you can almost hear the frustration of like because I'm sure he was all because Helmet always got that thing back in the day about how they're all clean cut and yeah everything yeah. but it's like the hardcore scene in new york was a lot like that like all clean cut but they were like brutally heavy right but yeah you gotta love the helmet oh man very much very very and now we should go to track trace the unsung i believe no man does not track trace is it track quattro give it no, you get it. Killing hurts. Has to be done. Peace and love. Who's number one? The right to give. Learn to please read. And take it outside. 
I always love this song. Oh, yeah. That's total sad. solo no you know what i was thinking you can have him play solos on a slater album and it would yeah. totally work yeah, yeah. it would totally fucking work i never thought about that generally not quite as fast no but, but it's still got that same kind of angular that aggressive right. style yeah. all over the place but in a weird strange way i can totally see it Should we go to the uh, Young Sung? This was all over MTV back in the day, right? Oh, yeah, back when they played music television. <laughs> now it's stupid nonsense, bull honking. <laughs> yeah, man, what he said. This is Helmet's hit song from 1992, Unsung on Meantime. You're listening to the Batman and Bill, Metal Nerdery. 101.9 Turn it up Helmet in the morning It's up That breakdown there. 
crystal clear, just tight, super, super Man. tight. They really utilize space. It's like it made yeah. it even heavier. Yeah. It just makes you want to buck and move. Oh, yeah. But when you you've know? got that kind of space and those grooves, I mean, it just makes that, it gives it movement. Like, you can hear it. Yeah. And their great thing about their riffs is like, especially with this song, is it just left so much room in there. I was like, fuck yeah. I mean, there's like a huge groove factor. Yes. The groove. Helmet was groovy, baby. Yeah. Yeah. This is Austin Powerless. Yeah. I'm kidding. It's not Austin Powerless. <laughs> what? Turn out. Yeah, I like this one too. MTV reference for you. Crazy. Yeah. How he sings over that. The dude's got skills, man. fucking sings over that shit man and plays at the same time it's crazy that's always been one of those metal mysteries to me like <laughs> for sure i mean it started when i first saw it i was like how the fuck does james hetfield play you know i was like how the hell could he play over that yeah but like listening to that like as a musician i know how hard it can be just to play yeah riffs yeah. like that but then to sing over it that's like counter to what you're playing. It's, yeah, the timing's so fucked up. That's, and that's the kind of stuff that makes like music nerds like, oh, I could do that, dude. Dude, I rehearsed that for like four hours. I could do that with my eyes closed. Totally. I can do none of it. Well, I could scream it. That's about it. I learned how to do it at Costco while I was waiting <laughs> on toilet paper. It was cool. Speaking of that, you got enough uh, TP there, Manny? Uh, I got a few. I, here's what's going to happen. All these stores... I think they have inventory control systems. So, like, you know, when everybody went in and bought, you know, literally you know, 10,000 packages of toilet paper, guess what? Publix is going to order another 10,000 packages, and they're going to have, like, you know, toilet paper everywhere. It's like, you know. Yeah. But right now I'm good. I, I bought some napkins last night. They're all occasion napkins. <laughs> and this is definitely that occasion. <laughs> So all occasion. And I'm thinking about looking into uh I'm sincerely I think everybody should do this worldwide. This is this is a metal nerdery endorsement for Matt. Invest in bidet futures. Mm. In case you don't know, a bidet is basically like a it's like a spritz for your 
A spritz. A spritz for your ass, basically. <laughs> it's like a toilet, but instead of flushing the water going down, it basically shoots up your butthole and keeps it cleansed and smelling like, you know, roses and lavender and such. I don't know about that. But basically, it's a hands-free, and it will cut down on coronavirus and be good for the environment. Yeah, I don't necessarily understand the whole TP thing, but um, I think what happened was... You know, it's the psychological thing, right? Where you, um, it's like we're going to be trapped. You for go two into weeks. the store and somebody's got, um, actually somebody probably needed oh, the, the a giant thing of purpose, yeah. a giant thing of toilet paper. Yeah. And somebody said, Oh, they got toilet paper. I better get toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's how all this shit starts. I mean, it's like people, and I literally, I walked in, the, I walked in the grocery store yesterday and based on what people were telling me, I was expecting to see like, smoke and blood and bodies and like apocalyptic like they filmed terminator 5 there or something right and it was like they were out of toilet the toilet paper aisle was empty there yeah. was nothing they had a good bit of water you know we have coca-cola headquarters in atlanta so there was like a huge fortress of aquafina at the front door i mean it was just tons of aquafina water i mean is the water going to stop flowing out of the faucets i don't know but pe- people just <laughs> you guys need to lo- quit losing your mind over that have that same intensity with flu season when a new metal release comes out, you know. Yeah, like the New Testament's going to come out here pretty soon. Yeah, so have that, go get it. have that same feverishness when you walk into the, well, you don't walk into stores anymore because people download everything. When you download your music, do it with the same level of intensity <laughs> that you would if you were to walk into like a sound warehouse like I did 28 years ago and purchase meantime see how i tied that all together oh that's kind of genius thank you thank you no thank you also thank you but yeah hopefully all this toilet paper nonsense will stop soon this is just absurd yeah but i think maybe the cure is in the toilet paper i don't know oh maybe maybe everybody's afraid that you know like i didn't know that shitting yourself to death was a sign of coronavirus but maybe it is i don't know well, we're recording this on the 15th of March, so hopefully it will start going downhill from now. It's the height of the corona. And by the way, just for funsies, I, I took a picture of the corona section of the beer aisle. Empty. Nothing in it. <laughs> you know, I've been kind of a dick. It's like I'll be ordering out drinks somewhere. I'll just order corona now just for the hell of it, just yeah. because it's, you know, it, it's the trendy thing to do. Totally. Totally. And when I say it, I'll order it just a little bit louder than my normal talking voice just so people hear it. Like, yeah, let me have the <coughs> Corona, <laughs> please. Thank you. Okay, we're diverging off topic. Yeah, the coronavirus is a lot like Matt's comedy. You know, it's very slowly catching on. It's not killing very many people, and uh, it's probably going to disappear soon. So I'm moving back to Helmet. Hopefully that's the case. Yeah. As far as the virus goes. But, hey, you know what? Look, uh, they say it's going to get worse before it gets better. Oh, but, uh, I, speaking candidly, I think we'll they're see. all full of shit, but I've got a higher chance of getting killed in a car crash on the way home than getting the coronavirus. So Just stay away from people. Yeah, because fuck people. <laughs> that keeps it real simple. There you go. Yeah, just don't, don't, don't even bother. Uh, but, but the fun thing, I'm still going to say the silver lining behind all this is because, you know, they're canceling a lot of events and people are freaking out and they're... Like they're canceling concerts, they're canceling yeah. sporting events, they're canceling, you know, performing arts stuff. I said I want to spread. So what's great about this is that this is prime season for discovering new podcastesses. <laughs> so this this could be uh this could be a glorious time for 
for the Metal Nerdery Syndicate. Just saying. Spread the wordery. Spread the wordery about the Metal Nerdery. And moving on to... He feels bad. He feels bad. (laughs) He does, seriously. He feels bad. Nobody sounds like these guys. Nope. Swagger. Every chance I get. Left to be so mean. Still insane and so sympathetic. What you Nobody was writing songs like that. No. And yeah. what's crazy, I was just listening to the lyrics, and I was like, holy shit, I never really realized that before. See? Another sign of a classic album when you find new shit every yeah. time you... And I listened to this this morning before, you know, before coming over. So, yeah, I like it. Just the riffs, man. It's like, uh, he was... I think Paige Hamilton's easily one of our modern-day modern day riff lords, I think. Oh, uh, for sure. Because helmet, helmet stuff is, there's nobody that sounds like helmet. Nobody. No. Period. The end of statement. Have a good night. Take care. Now, bye bye then. Nobody. No. No. Better. I love the song titles too. Oh, yeah, I like this one too. So simple, but so effective. Oh yeah, very hammer. My last resistance. I taste it now. Omission wins. I keep it down. A better side. I still ignore. I try to hide. So get out. Don't need to know. Don't have to feel. 
switch. So good. It's funny because his vocals, like I totally get the aggression behind it because it's like it, it's a different kind of, you know, it's not like death metal or anything like that. It's like there's pure like that hardcore kind of aggression. Yeah, more yeah. so than like a metal kind of aggression. You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. And I do think you know they had they had their tentacles and the the hardcore tentacles kind of penetrated their sound a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sorry, hashtag flowery language. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. It's okay. Come on. You borrowed. You borrowed. It seems very savage to me. Yeah, that rough. All right. Over there, would Captain you? Corona. <laughs> Captain Corona. <laughs> he shows up with a bottle of Corona and a lime shoved in there. Shoved in where? In the hole. <laughs> Filling up the fluid. <laughs> what the fuck are y'all talking about now? Jesus. Jesus. Now, FBLA 2, I'm guessing that's Future Business Leaders of America, Part 2. <laughs> I don't know. Nope. This fucking song. Reminds me like Black Sabbath meets Mark IV. Like 
this. Can you see it? Black Sabbath meets hardcore. Kind of in a weird way. I mean, like the, the riff structure, like the energy of it. Because it's kind of got that hardcore energy, just that straight ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Fast and in your face. But then it's got that Sabbath riff kind of vibe, and it's like, it, I don't know, in my head, it's just how I see it. It's just yeah. kind of. It's got the roots of Sabbath, right? Yeah. Like if COC is like Sabbath plus, you know, Skinner plus metal, then Hamilton, or Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton. Helmet. Helmeton. Hello, I'm Paige Helmeton. <laughs> Sounds like a mayonnaise magnate. But Helmet kind of has that same thing. It's like Sabbath, but it's also like kind of got that sort of straight-edge hardcore kind of vibe. Like yeah. New York City hardcore. You know what I mean? Right, yep, yep. Anyway, that's my analogy. Oh, yeah, that riff. Is this the last one or still FBLA 2? Still. Okay. What? Classic helmet solo. It has that anger to yeah. it. That's what I like about it. Because, I mean, you know, obviously Paige Hamilton's got to be you know, terribly musically smart to have a jazz background of this riff. like the fact that he's got that background but that he's doing these solos and it's just like chaos yeah that's what's cool about it yeah it's like that same kind of slayer sensibility but almost more of like an unbridled like less of a metal thing and more of like just a straight aggression like hardcore style right but anyway and of course now we're at the last track role model is raunchy on this one. Yeah. It's some stank on it.
interesting melodic breakdown there. Yeah. Kind of different than any other song on the album, really. Betty or Aftertaste. Kind of, yeah. I could hear it. Well, it would have made sense if that was maybe like one of the last songs they wrote if it was kind of heading in that direction. Could be, yeah. Because I could hear this on Betty. Could you? Yeah. Actually, if you slightly tweak the mixing, you could hear several of these on Betty. That's what gives this one the magicalness. So good. It's a killer album. Yeah. Helmet Meantime. You should definitely go check that out. If you haven't checked it out already, it's a good starting point, too, I think, for Helmet. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because if you get into that, then, you know, Betty's good, and then Aftertaste is good, and then they've released a ton of other stuff after that. that yeah. I'm up to, like, monochrome. I think beyond that, I'm not too... Two and two, but yeah, I know need to get their latest good. one. I think it was a couple, three, four years ago. I think. Looks like I got a new CD project band going. <laughs> it's like, dang, Matt, you ever gonna download shit like normal people do? Well, this, whatever the fuck virus we've got now, I guess I'll probably have to start doing that. Can't go to the store, man. Oh no, they don't sell CDs here anymore. Thanks, technology. It's like me trying to go buy like a VHS tape now. It's like, that's not going to work. You can stream it on Netflix, dude. Yeah, man. Come on, I'm old school. I did, by the way, just get Quadra. So you did? The disc. Yeah, it finally came after a month. <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, I think I ordered it like right before, uh, before I was fired. How is it? The stuff I've heard. I, I, I was going to say, it. being unemployed is fucking great. I love it. <laughs> But you no, got the album, sorry. Yeah. I, I, mean, I haven't put it on yet, but... Oh, it's really good. I've the listened tracks, to... The tracks uh, I've heard, I fucking love. Yeah. I listened to it on... Uh, I streamed it on Amazon. It was... Like, Isolation, I think, was the first track. It's fucking killer. Yeah, album, that song man. is unbelievable. I've just listened to some of it when I was working, but, yeah. I was like, I gotta get the CD so yeah. I can crank up the, the big speakers. Yeah. Give them a bit, a bit of a workout. Yeah. Well, that is all we've got for this dive for... In the meantime, uh, check us out online, metalnerdery.com slash podcast. And you can actually, there's a, there's a link I included. Uh, it's a cool story about the 20th anniversary of Meantime. I want to check it out. Obviously, the link goes back a couple of years, but it's uh, treblezine.com. In the meantime, Helmet's landmark album at 20. It's a cool story. It's worth checking out. Deal. And until the next, we shall see you again. Adios, muchachos. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye then. See ya. This is Nigel Nigerson, and you're listening to Metal Nerdery. Please follow them on the social media. Uh, they are now on Twitter at Metal Nerdery. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Metal Nerdery Podcast. In search for them out in the Googles at metalnerdery.com slash podcast. This is Avias Osborne. 
That guy's British. Isn't it obvious? <laughs>